This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning with overcast skies. It's 68 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of December, 2021. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. We have a very mild day in store for you today. We'll have mostly cloudy skies, a high in the low 70s with a slight chance of rain this morning. Now, overnight, our rain chances pick up to 50%. Mostly cloudy, we'll have a low down to 64. Thursday, we've got an 80% chance of rain, possibly some thunderstorm activity, a high in the upper 60s. There's a 90% chance of rain and thunderstorms Thursday night, low down to 56, and a 70% chance of rain and thunderstorms Friday with cloudy skies, we'll have a high of 69. Our best chances for rain Friday night, 90% chance of showers. We'll see it a little cooler though, a low in the upper 40s. Rain chances gone by noon on Saturday. We'll have gusty winds in the afternoon, a high only in the low 50s. And we'll be in the 20s overnight Saturday night with highs only in the mid 40s on Sunday. So we'll get a little spring, a little fall, a little winter here in the next couple of days. And we want to certainly be mindful of any severe storms that may be moving through. It's overcast and 68 degrees at the KVOM studios right now as we take a moment to congratulate our employee of the day, Johnny Reams, with Broadway Towing and Recovery. Obituary announcements this morning. Betty Jean Thomas Blankenship, age 88, died on Monday, December 13th. She was a homemaker and member of Harding Street Church of Christ and is survived by her daughter-in-law, Jane Blankenship of Perryville, Sisters Geneva Dean Connor and Donna K. Thomas, both of Moralton. Brother Bobby Joe Thomas of Florida. Seven grandchildren, nine great-grandchildren, and three step-grandchildren. Graveside service for Betty Jean Thomas Blankenship will be held Friday, December 17th at 10 a.m. at Robertstown Cemetery with Brother Charles Bain officiating. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Wanda Rose Caudell, age 83, of Meridian, Mississippi, died on Sunday, December 12th. Funeral service will be held this morning at 10 at the Harris Chapel with Brother Rick Caudell officiating. Burial will be at Petty Jean Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. Ollie Bell Smith Janowski, age 80, of Perryville, died on Monday, December 13th. She was a homemaker and member of Truth Tabernacle Church. She is survived by her husband of 57 years, Joseph Janowski of Perryville, children Michelle Tyndall of Conway, Joseph Janowski III of Missouri, Karen Ann Brown of Benton, Regina Tyndall of Apollo, Melissa Knight of Conway, Stephen Janowski of Bigelow, Christina Janowski of California, many grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Funeral service for Ollie Bell Smith Janowski will be held Thursday, December 16th, 2 p.m. at Truth Tabernacle Church with Brother Charles Pruitt officiating. Burial will be at Thornburg Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. The family will receive friends an hour prior to service time at the church. Virginia A. Ginger DeSalvo Lambert, age 90, of Carmichael, California, died on Saturday, December 11th. Funeral service will be Thursday, December 16th at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Moralton. The rosary will be at 10 a.m. followed by visitation. Mass of Christian burial begins 
at 11, with burial at a later date at Calvary Cemetery in Citrus Heights, California. In lieu of flowers, memorials may be made to St. Joseph Catholic Church at Center Ridge. Arrangements are by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. George William Windsor, age 78, of Moralton, died Monday, December 13th. He was a member of Scotland Baptist Church, kept the school clock for Scotland basketball games for many years, and is survived by his sister Arlene Halbrook of Moralton and a host of nieces and nephews, great-nieces and nephews, and great-great-nieces and nephews. Private services will be held at a later date with arrangements by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. 736, we have overcast skies and 68 degrees at the KVOM studios. On our way to a high of 72, with a slight chance of rain this morning and some gusty winds throughout the day. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Pettyjean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Pettyjean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 737 and with overcast skies, it's 68 degrees at the KVOM studios. The city of Moralton is giving the public a final opportunity to see what the inside of the city's recently acquired bowling alley and skating rink looks like before extensive renovations begin on the facility. The city will close on the purchase of the property December 29th, and Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer reported Monday night that the public can come for a walkthrough of the building the next day. And on December the 30th at 10 o'clock, we'll have an event there for a walkthrough, um, four views, and on January the 2nd, we will start work. Uh, I invite everybody to come out. This is going to be like a late Christmas present to the citizens of Marlton. I think this is one of the most exciting things that we have offered the citizens. On Friday, the city completed the documentation finalizing the $1.8 million bond issue that will fund the purchase and renovation of the bowling alley and skating rink, along with the addition of four pickleball courts, resurfacing of the tennis courts, and street paving projects. In response to new state legislation that sets a later date for the start of the school year, the South Conway County School District is considering extending the school day by 10 minutes, effective in the 2022-23 academic year. Act 688 of 2021 amends the start date of school each year. Previously, schools could begin classes on the Monday, the week of August 19th. The new law says the earliest schools can begin is two weeks prior to Labor Day. That means the earliest date that classes begin in 2022 is August 22nd. The four options schools now have are to keep the current calendar in place and move back the end date of the school year, or eliminate or shorten built-in fall, Christmas, and winter breaks, transition to a year-round schedule, implement four-day school weeks with extended hours each day, or adopt an alternate calendar that keeps the end date prior to Memorial Day by adding 10 minutes to the school day. Superintendent Sean Halbrook says 
The district is not ready to transition to four-day weeks or a year-round schedule, but the alternate calendar is being considered. So we're looking at some alternate calendars where we can add 10 minutes to our school day, have a winter break, have a two-week Christmas break, have a fall break, but we can have a break in September with Labor Day, October with a fall break and a PD day, a week at Thanksgiving, two weeks at Christmas, a winter break with President's Day also, and a PD day, and a PD day in January, and we can still get done on the Wednesday before Memorial Day. And that's just going 10 minutes more per day. The update on the proposed alternate calendar was part of the superintendent's report during the regular monthly meeting of the district's Board of Education Monday. An action that was taken during the meeting, board members approved the retirement request of Moralton Elementary School second grade teacher Charlotte Norberg, effective December 31st of this year, and agreed to hire Hope Martin as a special education teacher for Moralton Elementary and Moralton Intermediate School, and Lindsay DeJesus as a paraprofessional at MES. Conway police have made an arrest of a juvenile in connection to alleged threats made against the Ruth Doyle and Bob Courtway Middle Schools. The Conway Police Department says it was notified late Monday afternoon about threats made against the two schools and immediately began to check into the seriousness of the allegations while coordinating with school officials to ensure the safety of students and faculty members. During their investigation, officers were able to identify and arrest a juvenile believed to be associated with the threats. The department would like to thank the Conway Public School District for working closely with officers during the investigation. For precautionary measures, there was an increased police presence on school district campuses this week to help alleviate some of the worry for students, parents, and faculty members. The Arkansas Department of Health reported six new cases of coronavirus and one additional death caused by the virus in Conway County Tuesday. The death is the 47th that has been recorded in the county since the pandemic began. Despite the six new positive cases, the number of active cases in the county declined by one for the day to 66. Two new cases were recorded in Perry County, as the number of active cases was unchanged for the day at 28. Statewide, 782 new cases were reported on Tuesday, which Governor Asa Hutchinson noted is somewhat encouraging because it's fewer than what was reported last Tuesday, and it marks consecutive days in which the state has had fewer new cases than it had the previous week. Another bit of good news, according to the governor, is that over 15,000 vaccine doses were administered in Arkansas over the past 24 hours. That increases those who have been fully immunized by almost 3,000. We continue to make progress. This is great news. As of Tuesday afternoon, 52% of Arkansans age 5 and older are fully vaccinated while another 11.9% are partially vaccinated. In Conway County, 52.4% of eligible residents are fully vaccinated and 7.7% are partially vaccinated. In Perry County, 51.4% are fully vaccinated and 7.3% are partially vaccinated. One person died every 52 minutes as a result of drunk driving crashes on U.S. streets and highways during 2019, even during the joyous Christmas season, the deadly statistics continue to mount. 
This holiday season, the U.S. Department of Transportation's National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is partnering with Arkansas law enforcement agencies to spread the message about the dangers of drunk driving. Arkansas law enforcement officers want all drivers to remember this life-saving message, drive sober or get pulled over. Beginning this week and continuing through January 1st of 2022, law enforcement officers across Arkansas will step up their mission to protect motorists by taking drunk drivers off the roads. Drivers who are impaired in violation of state law will be stopped and taken to jail. If holiday celebrations call for traveling, the Arkansas State Police recommends these safe alternatives to drinking and driving. Designate a sober driver or plan to use public transportation to get to your destination safely. If you've been drinking, call a taxi or someone who's sober to drive you home. If you see a drunk driver on the road, call 911. If you know someone who is about to drive or operate a motorcycle or any vehicle while impaired, take their keys and help them make other arrangements to get to their destination safely. And always buckle up. Your seatbelt is your best defense against the drunk driver. Now 744, and let's check our market report. Here's Jenny Knight of Edward Jones Investments in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, equity markets traded lower amid the Omicron variant uncertainty and some caution ahead of the Fed meeting tomorrow. A pullback in technology stocks weighted on major indexes as the potential for interest rate hikes next year is pressuring valuations of high-growth stocks. Oil prices were lower but finished above $70 after the International Energy Agency revised a down global oil demand, citing a temporary demand slowdown because of a rise in new COVID-19 cases that could impact air travel and jet fuel. The 10-year Treasury yield rose slightly ahead of the Fed's policy decision. The Dow closed at 35,544, down 106 points. NASDAQ closed at 15,237, down 175 points. Volume was heavy as 1.1 billion shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a look at stocks of interest to Arkansans, AT&T was down 15 cents at $22.29. Bank of America was up 55 cents at $44.13. Centerpoint Energy was down 18 cents at $27.82. Deere & Company was down $2.87 at $348.55. Energy Corporation was down 59 cents at $107.29. Under Armour was down 24 cents at $19.01. Simmons Bank was up 19 cents at $29.70. Regions Financial was up 38 cents at $21.83. Southwestern Energy was down 26 cents at $4.74. Tyson Foods was up 82 cents at $85.75. Walmart was up $1.37 at $144.94. LiveRamp was down 11 cents at $47.14. Interpublic Group was down $0.20 at $36.65. Nextera Energy was down $1.71. Natural Gas was unchanged at $3.79. Precious Metals were lower. Gold was down $16.70 at $1,771.60. Silver was down $0.38 at $21.94. I am Jenny Knight, Branch Office Administrator with Edward Jones, downtown Moralton. On our community calendar, today is a deadline for producers to report planted and prevented fall-seeded small grains through the Farm Service Agency. Producers in Conway, Perry, and Faulkner Counties are asked to contact the FSA office in Moralton at 501-354-2000, extension 2, to set up an appointment. The City of Moralton will sponsor an Arkansas Blood Institute blood drive today from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. at City Hall. 
All donors will receive a long-sleeved t-shirt and a free COVID-19 antibody test. To schedule an appointment to donate, visit ARKBI.org. The Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce will hold a ribbon-cutting at Mouse Pecans at 1207 Highway 9 in Moralton. Thursday morning at 10, the Plummerville Lodge of Freemasons meets Thursday night at 7. And the Conway County Library will host a Build a Snowman Friend craft event for kids Friday night at 6.30. The event is free, but spots are limited. Call 501-354-5204 to reserve a space. Well, if you're just tuning in or if you're wondering how you can time shift your listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, we invite you to sign up for our free podcast. Search for KVOM on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeart, or SoundCloud. You can find it on our website or our free mobile app and listen when it's convenient to you. KVOM's weekday morning News Watch podcast is now streaming and brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Now 749, a little bit later on, we'll visit with the brand new Parks and Recreation Director for the City of Moralton, Cassie Nanny. That's coming up during our close-up segment. Up next, Eric Tyler has your sports and weather as KVOM's Morning News Watch continues. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. It's 7.51 on KVOM at Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. High school football conference assignments for the 2022-24 through 24 cycle were announced Tuesday by the Arkansas Activities Association. And for the first time in over 30 years, Marlton High School will not be a part of the West Conference. The Devil Dogs have been placed in the 5A Central, which includes nine teams. Other members of the 5A Central include B.B., Maumelle, Clorock Mills, Pine Bluff, Goatee Robinson, Bologna, Watson Chapel, and Whitehall. 5A West will consist of Alma, Clarksville, Dardanelle, Farmington, Harrison, Pea Ridge, Prairie Grove, and Shiloh Christian. Members of the 5A East include Batesville, Batesville Southside, Brooklyn, Forest City, Nettleton, Perigold, Valley View, and Wynn. Comprising the 5A South will be Camden Fairview, DeQueen, Hope, Hot Springs, Little Rock Parkview, Magnolia, Hot Springs Lakeside, and Texarkana. Perryville will also be in a new conference next year. The Mustangs will shift from the 3A4 to the 3A2, which includes Atkins, Melbourne, Newport, Quitman, Salem, and Yellville Summit. Bigelow will compete in the 2A1 conference, which will be very similar to the 2A4 conference that Panthers are currently in. Other members of that 2A1 will include Conway Christian, Decatur, Hector, Johnson County Westside Magazine, and Mountainburg. Conference assignments are for football only and apply for the 2022 and 23 football seasons. A few area student athletes have been named All-State in football for the 2021 season. Perryville junior quarterback Tyler Gibbons was named Class 3A All-State. Bigelow senior running back Hunter Alexander, senior quarterback Keithlin Brown, and senior linebacker Caden Terrell all made the Class 2A All-State team. Marlton's 7th grade girls and boys basketball teams are scheduled to play at Conway Bob Courtway today for 
Makeup games from December 1st. The action starts at 4.30 p.m. Look at weather now on this Wednesday, and we've got humidity right now at 94%, with south winds at 10 miles per hour, barometric pressure 30.13 inches. Our low temperature this morning, 61 degrees. High yesterday, 65. We're already above that uh, this morning. Uh, a year ago today, the low was 22. The high was only 35 on this date last year. We received seven 100 sinkers of rain at the KVOM studios over the last 24 hours. That brings our total for the year to 42.95 inches. Sunset this evening is at 5 o'clock. Sunrise tomorrow morning at 7.12. And still slight chance of showers before about 9 a.m. Otherwise, a mostly cloudy day. High near 72 degrees. Slight chance of some thunderstorms this evening. Then 60% chance of rain into the overnight hours with the low around 64 High near 68 tomorrow with an 80% chance of rain. 90% for Thursday night, low in the mid-50s. 70% chance of thunderstorms on Friday. 90% for Friday night. And then we'll clear out uh, by uh, Saturday or, or Sunday for sure. And then cooler temperatures this weekend, actually. Lower 50s on Saturday for the high. And then mid-40s for the high on Sunday, it looks like. Right now, though, we've got overcast sky, 67 degrees in Moralton at 7.54 on KVOM. And Newswatch continues in just a moment. Petty Jean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Petty Jean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. All right, we're back on our close-up segment this morning. We're joined by Cassie Nanny, and Cassie's a new director of the Marlton Parks and Recreation Department. So good morning. Thank you for, for joining us, Cassie. Thank you for having me. All right, it is uh, exciting that uh, you are here now part of the, uh, the Marlton Parks, uh, Parks and Recreation Department and could give our listeners a little bit of background of uh, kind of your your experience in in, in the, uh, the the parks and rec field. I know you you've done similar type stuff working other communities, haven't you? Sure. So um, I got my bachelor's of science degree at Arkansas Tech University. I am a currently I live in Greenbrier, but beforehand I spent 19 years of my life in Fairfield Bay, Arkansas. I found myself after graduating Arkansas Tech moving back home, and, and I wanted to do something for the community of Fairfield Bay, and I started out as a fitness coordinator there at their gym, and then as I kept growing, I needed management experience, and when the Parks and Recreation Manager position came open, I applied for that job, and I accepted it, and I spent the last five and a half years working as the Fairfield Bay Parks and Rec Manager during that time in Fairfield Bay and we had three outdoor pools there that we ran every year every season plus I had a miniature golf course that I ran a bowling alley um, five major events a year and um, also kept up with the up-to-date things that were going on in and around our areas to keep promoting and keep growing Fairfield Bay 
so um, now it leads me to this. I recently got married. I live in Greenbrier. I applied for this position um, a couple of months ago, and when I interviewed, it just hit home to me that, you know, this was something that I wanted to do and grow this community because I see so much potential in Moralton, and I want to make this potentially a home for me and my family one day. So I see so much potential and growth in Moralton when I went on a tour with the mayor, and I just said, let's do this. And I, I just fell in love with the community itself and how close-knit they are just in that little bit of time. I spent touring the area and um, met my great staff that I have now, and I just said, hey, we can do this. There's so much that we can do. There's so much potential, you know, and just started racking our, our heads on what we can bring to the area for our community and surrounding areas for us. Okay, and yeah, what are... What are some of the, the plans or, or goals you that you you might have for for Marlton Parks that uh, that maybe something that we don't have now? So we've been going strong this first month and a few weeks that I've been here, and we recently got approved from the Parks and Rec Commission um, of getting a nine-hole disc golf course at the um, Nature Trail. And so I am working on plans with that and us having a nine-hole disc golf course at the Nature Trail come as early as March of 2022. And that's just one of the first steps that we are taking as long as well as growing the community center, our Moralton Community Center. There's so much growth and potential here at our community center that not a lot of areas have and we have an indoor pool and we've got classes and activities and we're adding more and more to that and then Lauren our parks and rec director she's got all these youth programs go going on throughout the year and we're just continuing to add to our parks and rec programs and creating more youth programs to get our youth more involved. Absolutely, and obviously, a uh, big thing that uh, Mayor's been been talking about and pushing hard is the renovation of the bowling alley, and uh, also adding pickleball course. But uh, the the bowling alley, you mentioned specifically, you have some experience in that area, and that is uh, that's going to be a big addition to to the city, isn't it? I, I think it's going to be a huge um, deal for the community, and that's because in the winter time. Now, not only is the fitness center available for people to come to, but now they're going to have a bowling alley and a skating rink for people to do in the wintertime. We are now going to have things to do for them and come out and, and be able to be involved more with the community. And with that bowling alley and skating rink, there's 10 lanes in there. So we can accommodate so many people. We can have parties. Um, and we'll have events inside there as well. So just look forward to lots of things that will be happening at the Bowling Alley and Skating Rink in the future of 2022. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, you know, really exciting. I know people, are, people are excited about that coming in. What, what else is going on in, in, uh, in Parks and Rec? Obviously, you're staying really busy planning uh, some of that stuff, but what, what currently do, do we still have going on? Yeah, so we just finished up budget for 2022. So now we are planning our events for 2022 and look for some new things or things that have happened in the past that we're bringing back at the city pool. 
so you might see movie nights for kids and you might see an adult night and in extended hours at the city pool so those are some of the major things that we're looking at that we want our community to have more access to and more things to do at our city pool that's just a couple of the things i know um Lauren, our program director, once again, she's working on more youth programs for 2022. We actually are um, having an intern come from Arkansas Tech with their parks and tourism um, program, and there he's actually going to come on board, and he's going to also give us some ideas for 2022 for summer camps and more youth programs for our community and our youth. All right. Well, it's an exciting time. There's a lot going on from Moralton Parks and Rec, so we're uh, certainly happy to have you on board, Cassie. We certainly thank you for taking time to catch up with us this morning. We'll be uh, chatting a lot in the future, I'm sure. Thank you so much. And if they want more information, tell them to go to our Facebook pages and start looking at the Moralton City um, Parks and Rec page, the Community Center page. We've also got a City Pool Facebook page. They can keep up to date with the latest stuff. Okay, Cassie and Danny, new director of the Marlton Parks and Recreation Department. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. And this is Newswatch on KVOM. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning Newswatch, the podcast edition.